Today, I am here to make the case that Africa does not, in fact, have a leadership crisis. No, our issue is not a crisis of leadership. What Africa is actually suffering from is a lack of a critical mass of courageous Welcome to Pan-African Lifestyle, where we rep the motherland. We post content regularly and invite you to subscribe and share. If you're a pal, that's a Pan-African Lifestyler. Today, I am here to make the case that Africa does not, in fact, have a leadership crisis. To say so would be to assert, against historical evidence, that it is ever the older leader who is the protagonist of change. He or she seldom is. Accumulated self-interest, ties to promises long made, a lack of energy, make it very difficult for the older leader to be the change maker. No, our issue is not a crisis of leadership. What Africa is actually suffering from is a lack of a critical mass of courageous youth. What intrigues me the most about the majority of us is our curious entanglement with comfort. Our insistence that I could do a little bit more, but it is inconvenient to my current state of affairs, you see. Courage, that ability to take tough decisions and take tough actions precisely when it is most difficult to do so. The sense of resignation and fatalism when it comes to strategically addressing the issues on the continent. There's always their fault, but never us. Never our lack of real engagement. Never our half measures. Never our tendency to run away and blame. Never our lack of courage to do the thing we know we should be doing. Building towards what is rightfully ours. Invention, imagination, and innovation belong to the young. And yet even the youngest amongst us is paralyzed by a sense of powerlessness in the face of old power and old systems. We lack courage. We run away, we complain, we intellectualize, we even toy-toy. Our anger makes us reactionary. We seldom actually make the decision to strategically build towards what we believe we deserve. We guard our youth selfishly so as not to experience any inconvenience or danger. It seems to many of us that the African dream is to have the right address, the right car, the right clothes and holidays, and to broadcast them on social media with just the right selfie or video. To live your life courageously, in this particular historical moment where Africa needs us the most. We have to cultivate different thought and emotional patterns. We don't teach emotions in schools and seldom in our MBAs, and yet emotions are the final drivers towards actions. Our actions are determined by how we feel, and how we feel is determined by what we think on a day-to-day -day basis. With courage, we can begin to look head-on at the fact that our growth remains non-inclusive and that the Africa Rising story is a story of an elite few and not of the deprived many. 
We can take a look at the fact that we keep voting septuagenarians into power despite being in the youngest population in the world. We can look at the fact that we continue to preserve the sovereignty of small, unsustainable nations instead of harnessing the power of our pan-African ideal. And the fact that just as we miss the Industrial Revolution, it actually looks like we may miss the technological one too. As long as we refuse to confront the issues as they are, with courage, we will continue to cultivate the wrong emotions and therefore create second-best solutions to our challenges. Despite the injustices of the past, no one owes us anything. And despite the future of the promise, we are not, of the, the promise of the future, we are not yet there. Courage as an emotion will allow us to look at these things head on. We need to clearly articulate what we are willing to risk. A defining element of courage is that despite the fear you feel, you choose to put something at risk in order to have an impact. Often we want to talk about what we stand to gain when change happens, but seldom what we stand to lose. The reality check of what I could lose is precisely what makes courage so difficult. The question we need to start asking ourselves as young people is, what do I choose right now to forego so that I can experience in the future what I deserve, what the people of my continent deserve? Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. When was the last time you risked something with the conscious mindset that you were doing it for your country? Think about it. When was the last time you risked something with the conscious mindset that you were doing it for your continent? It's a step that we cannot miss if we are to create change. Collaboration across borders is much more sustainable. Building excellent systems that dislodge old, irrelevant ones is true revolution. What you fight only strengthens. What you resist persists. But when you build, when you create, when you birth a new reality into humanity's consciousness, now that is powerful. Courage is not simply one of the virtues, but the form of every virtue at the testing point. The 21st century will be Africa's greatest test. What we become will be dependent on whether we, as African youth, start to understand that the burden is upon us to live our lives with courage and perhaps to even lose them with courage. The next time you find yourself complaining about the state of our continent, the next time you find yourself resigning to the status quo, the next time you start looking for a way out or for an easy avenue, remember this, life shrinks and expands in proportion to the courage that you are willing to cultivate. Our crisis is a crisis of youth in danger of never knowing the power of their courage. When we're trying to describe our country or our continent as a whole, we tend to focus on the qualities that is Western. We forget the fact that the world's most genetically diverse people are here. They belong to 3,000 tribes. They speak 2,000 languages. 
our generation is making a grave mistake. And it's a mistake we must recognize because we are worsening the image of Africa. And by this generation, I mean you and me. Because we're the future and we're the leaders of today and tomorrow. So why do we still seek validation from the West? We are the sole representation of Africa and its people in the 21st century. But we travel back so ancient. We somehow affiliate this Western culture with superiority. We can see it by the mere fact that we affiliate superiority just with the English language. We see it through our fashion sense, our dietary choices. Africa needs to realize this. So what do I mean by the Western world? And if you take a closer look, or even a look from a mile away, you can tell how little population and land they actually occupy, at least in comparison to the rest of the blue world. Yet, Africa, the magnanimous continent, and all of its 54 countries are so focused on mirroring that tiny fraction. That's a curse we must break through from. Because this superiority is the root cause of our problem, whereby westernization is hindering our African innovation. When we suppress the option of coming up with new and authentic ideas, we continue to be inferior until we start looking within rather than beyond, until we start coming up with our authentic ideas to solve our own problems. We must take authority of our progress. Forget coming up with innovations. What about the pre-existing knowledge systems? What about our traditions and cultures? The stuff that's already been discovered by our ancestors. We disregard it as if it's inadequate. And we've reached a time and place where we think they're inadequate, and that is sad. Because they are so valid to our continent's development. Our continent has been so heavily influenced by the West, our countries were drawn on a map by the West when they discovered us. Think about it. Was it that our knowledge and culture was non-existent before a Portuguese navigator sailed to our coast? They literally validated our existence. So it's no wonder that our leaders continue to idolize it and make our countries look more like the West. There's an ongoing cultural imperialism. And as we let that imperialism go by, we're washing away the remains of our cultures and our traditions. Let's take a very common example. Most of us use forks and knives to eat our dinner today. Why didn't you use your hands? You might say it's unhygienic, unhealthy, ill-mannered. The list goes on, but you're wrong. Because your fingers, they contain natural bacteria, which is good for your gut, and it helps in digestion. But that's just too uncivilized nowadays. Being conscious of your decisions, what you say, what you eat, what you wear, it makes a difference because you are an important piece of the big solution puzzle. Maybe Africa would be worse off without the West. Maybe there's some ideas we just have to borrow. But that's okay because we live in an interdependent world, right? And it seems pretty impossible, but that doesn't mean you sit back and go with the flow because if you ignore this problem, then you are becoming an agent of modern colonization, and that is regretful. We must collectively make the efforts to put Africa on the map, and this time for itself, 
not for the West to divide and conquer like it was ever theirs to take control of. The scramble for Africa was over a long time ago and now the continent is in your very hands. What you choose to do with that will define Africa's future. Thanks for tuning in to Pan-African Lifestyle. Share your thoughts in the comments section and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Pan-African Lifestyle to be inspired. For awesome POW merch, check out panafricanlifestyle.com slash shop. Keep repping the motherland.